Do you ever resonate when people talk about anxiety or overwhelm in life and definitely in business or as an entrepreneur? Well, y'all know I am very passionate about being a joyful entrepreneur. And I think joy doesn't just stem into this realm of being when it is who you are and who you are connected to. Well, today's incredible guest, Robin Graham, you're going to love her. You might have heard of her before. I believe we've dropped another one of her episodes here that we had a conversation in Breakfast with Champions a few weeks ago. But today it's just us. And it was all about this idea that anxiety and self-sabotage and the ideation of what could be is traditionally just a lie. And yet we stick ourselves in these boxes over and over again. But her method, her 5C method, allows you to break free from those rat wheel mentalities that have been projected onto us. And we've also, we have to surrender to the fact that we've stepped on them ourselves to try and get somewhere, right? And this conversation of becoming, which you guys know, always becoming my book is still for sale, as is hers. You, Me, and Anxiety. And I had the gift of being able to write the foreword in one of those three books because they're not just books. They're also manuals and resources. We want you guys to just stay tuned and be invested in this conversation and just wait to see the fruit that is birthed after saying yes to this 5C method and the other conversations of creativity associated to our mental health. Robin, you're the best. I'm so grateful to be connected to you and can't wait to share you on the show. Y'all keep following the Fit and Faith podcast. Leave a review too. That's like tokens to my soul. I love you. See ya. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast. Fit is an acronym representing founders, innovators, and trailblazers who are looking to live a life wholly, fully, authentically, and truly fit. A space for us to connect on the raw, real stories of mind, body, and soul alignment of entrepreneurs and kingdom leaders. I'm your host, Tamara Andress, and this podcast isn't like the cookie cutter interview experience. I've been coined the entrepreneurial rabbi, and so we do go there, unscripted. No matter how far, wide, deep, or high the there is, my desire is to see people rise from the inside out into their greatest calling by sharing their truest stories, talents, and tips. As a purpose activator and brand builder, I believe our successes and failures are derived from who and whose we are, not what we do. But strategy and vision are equally as important to the mission. So let's cut to the chase together and get fit in faith. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast. I'm so excited to have Robin Graham with me here today, you all. If you don't know her, that means you haven't been hanging out on Clubhouse or social media or my email or anywhere because Robin's been in it in the last couple of weeks and it's been fun to co-collaborate with her on her newest book, Adventure. And it is something that I'm very passionate about and seeing um, just continue to rise. And so I know as things happen in culture and they rise and we come to fight them in the army of the kingdom, uh, she's a warrior in all things regarding anxiety and depression um, with not only her background, but also her love for life and her love for entrepreneurs too. So we're going to have a heartfelt and uh, God-centered conversation that I know is going to bless so many. So thanks to all those who are already hanging out with us. We see you in the chat. Thanks for being here. Robin, let's (laughs) chat, girlfriend. Tell me all the things. Hey, I am so happy to be here. And I have to tell you, like that intro, I got tears in my eyes, my face, my name. I felt so like 
cool. <laughs> you are cool. We love, we love to just shower our, our guests with a surprise. It's one of our favorite things that we get to do. And this past week, we were actually in a group of eight new podcasters who just launched their podcast within the last 48 hours. And so it was really fun when we were going through the trailers and talking through the flow of what do you do when you get on a podcast? I'm like, one of the best things is to treat your guests with this intro trailer. So you will get it and you can put it in all the fancy places afterwards. So Robin, let's chat about just the evolution of who you are to get that fancy and cool. Where did you get started? And and how are you living a life full of passion these days? Because I know it is one. Oh my gosh. So where do you want me to begin? Like at what point in my journey? So- <laughs> I know. When I was born, I, I'm just kidding. Whenever, whenever you feel like you um, had something that you knew was going to be, maybe it was in the fire of your, like your own personal journey, or it was in that comeback. You know, this is the cool part about the show is that we get to jump in anywhere that we feel led, but ultimately to know that it's for someone else. So the person on the other end who might be in the middle of the mess might need to hear about your mess. So I'm going to start with when I transitioned from using my doctorate in pharmacy to becoming an entrepreneur, because Mm, I I think that. that is going to be most impactful for people to hear. So I have was a person, am a person who has struggled with anxiety my entire life at certain points in my life, that anxiety also led to depression. So you can imagine like from that emotional perspective, I'm also an introvert and I'm very intuitive. So kind of an outsider sometimes, that person that would prefer to sit in the corner and watch everyone else than to be in the middle of it. So that has been my whole entire life. But when my son was in sixth grade, he was about 12 years old, my boys were playing travel sports. My husband and I were both working in the pharmaceutical world. My husband was traveling 50% of the time globally, and I was traveling just periodically for symposium, different meetings. I was really employed by myself, I was a freelance medical writer. So I was consulting for pharma companies, uh, managed care companies, and marketing companies. But it involved a lot. And because freelancing, anybody who has done it knows it's like feast or famine. So you never know for sure what's coming at you. Right. And so this was our life. And we were navigating three kids. Our boys Mm -hmm. were 12 and 10. And then our daughter was at that point in time, I guess, three or four. So, you know, we were all over the place and the boys were very athletic travel sports. And so life was crazy. And we became like two ships passing in the night. And the anxiety level in our home just kept going up and up and up. I already had anxiety. My husband, thank God, had never really experienced anxiety for himself, but we were watching our 12-year-old start to show signs and symptoms of anxiety. And I thought to myself, I cannot let him him live the way I've lived my life. So at that point in time, we made a decision that I was going to step away and I was going to follow my passion and become a professional photographer. So I, I did that. I created a very successful business. I focused on headshots and branding. And as I did that, I I felt this huge, um, I guess, amount of joy for being able to help other women feel, and men too, feel confident and then and beautiful and to be able to put themselves out in the world feeling good about it. And so I did that. But what I discovered was that on my journey to become who I was becoming, 
play on words there, Tamara. Uh, I got you. Don't you worry. I'm smiling over here. <laughs> um, so as I was becoming who I was becoming, um, I started seeing how many women did not know what they needed to do to build a foundation for their business. And that's when I started to transition to offer consulting services for anyone who came in for branding shoots so that I could help them navigate that personal brand that they critically needed to create in order to stand out online and then to do the things that they needed to do, you know, SEO on the images that I was giving them and then how to use those images. So sharing my creative creativity and how I was envisioning all of the images I was creating to be used on the website or on social media or for whatever. And so that led me to doing what I'm doing today. I retired from photography because as I was writing my book, doing my podcast, The Robin Graham Show, and then coaching women, which, you know, that those consultations quickly transformed to full on <laughs> coaching. Sure. And sure. so, you know, that's where I felt the most really that my passion was being fueled, but that I was able to make a much deeper impact. It's great mm -hmm. to be able to help someone feel beautiful and confident, but I wanted to help people really navigate the world of entrepreneurship and discover who they are and discover who they are through a positive mindset and hopefully even discovering more about Christ on that journey. So, yeah. I mean, as you know, I'm a Christian entrepreneur. So everything I do is on that foundation. And I just feel like that, that deeper impact was calling me that yeah. just being behind my camera wasn't enough. Yeah. So that's it's a really cool today. evolution though. I mean, I, I feel like it would kind of be culture shock to go from pharma, even though freelancing had that element of entrepreneurship for sure. But then into like being with the people in the photography sense is it's whole other, even kit and caboodle to entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship has a lot of similar, like probably fear zones as being behind a camera, because you kind of sometimes feel out of your skin and you're, mm -hmm. you know, concerned about like, what is this going to do? What is this going to look like? There's those elements of failure points of if I put this out in the world, it's going to crash and burn and you're constantly on the move versus at least behind the camera, you get to be a bit still. But I love just like the different pieces in the shedding of your becoming in that process is like, I get to still be all of me. How is your anxiety like being released in those different seasons and the different development of that. You know, it's funny because there's so much data to show how powerful creativity can be with nav navigating mental health and just tapping into creativity to really have more focus and to have more flow in everything you're doing. And I think that as I transitioned, my anxiety levels, like they would rise when you know, I was, I was doing shoots and it was for someone new or something really big or travel was involved or whatever. But for the most part, being able to create and just help other people relax and feel comfortable in front of the camera, it allowed me to relax too. It was that human connection that I think I was never desperate for human connection by any sense, but it was that human connection that I think kind of alleviated some of the stress. Really that cool. and I always prayed beforehand so that I would do a good job. But, <laughs> but then transition, <laughs> right? But then transitioning to just coaching, what happens? I think when anxiety really kicks in, and and I, and I don't know any entrepreneurs that have never experienced this, but 
is imposter syndrome. And mm. all of those things, you know, when, when you're already predisposed to anxiety, then those thoughts of what if I'm not good enough? What if people don't like me? What if I don't help them enough? What if they don't succeed? And I had to do a lot of internal work to, to remind myself that I have been on this journey and I have mm. learned all these things and I've learned these things and experienced everything that I've experienced so that I can help other people. And everything that I have had to this point has given me the ability, the expertise to now help them. So I can help them build that foundation, but what they do with that foundation then is on them. The, yeah. the responsibility goes on back to them. And yeah. so having to having done all of that mindset work for myself has helped me be able to keep my anxiety levels down and and just serve, really just be in the moment and serve with whatever topic comes up during a coaching call. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Yeah, it's, it's a lot right. of times you're like, oh, you're a business coach. I'm like, and a therapist and a pastor and you know, all these I things, know. a marriage counselor at one point in my career. But it's like understanding that like the, I think when we can shift that anxiety away from uh, our outcome factor towards their success allows us to stand in the, I'm doing what I'm called to do. I'm doing mm -hmm. the, and serving out of the tools and the equipment that I know how to do that. And I'm not faking anything, faking to making it like I just it doesn't feel good. It feels hard. And it does have that element of overwhelm because we're putting the pressure of their outcomes on us. And so I really love that you said that specifically, because I think a lot of times when we are coaching, we do feel this sense of responsibility towards mm -hmm. their ROI, for instance, their return on investment, be it finances, be it wealth, be it health, be it whatever, a, a healed marriage even, right? There's, there's yeah. certainly, I'm trying to say surely and certainly, certainly <laughs> uh, opportunity for there to be growth. But what I always fall back to is activation. I always mm -hmm. come back to, I can give you everything that I have. And I really feel like as a coach and as a friend, even I lay it all out there. I'm like, mm -hmm. here are all my secrets. Here's my whole Mary Poppins bag. And at the end of the day, like you can only use one tool at a time. 
you can only apply one tool at a time until you learn how to use them effortlessly. And then it becomes so easy for you. Um, but I, I just really encourage people who are listening, if they're in any sort of educational background, even if you have an e-course and you're not one-to-one -one with someone, it's this recognition that their outcome isn't on your shoulders. You've shown up to the highest caliber of yourself and given all that you can. And anxiety associated to that you know, I think of, of the wheelhouse of like constant rat race, right? Which is what society uh, deems normal. Talk to me about this idea of like the, the hustle and the grind and how much that can be very associated to our anxiety and depression. Oh my gosh. It's, it, it's imperative to take a step back. I'm going to say that first and foremost, because when we look at what everybody else is doing and we put ourselves on that the hamster wheel of trying to do what everybody else is doing, we're going to do nothing but sabotage ourselves. First and foremost, we have to recognize that we are on our own journey. Our journey is unique and it has been designed by God for us. And everything that has led us to this point in time has been designed, created for us. So for us to look outside of of the journey that we are on at this moment in time is going to do nothing but hold us back and increase our anxiety because we aren't meant to be, and we're not meant to do what other people are and are doing. And so if, if you can just stop and focus on you and the key to that is to align your values in every single thing you do, whether it's personal, whether it's business, if you are aligning yourself to your values, you're going to be able to take intentional action that's going to move you forward without having to look at what everybody else is doing. And I think that's where anxiety can be so triggered is when you are trying to do it all because other people are doing what they're doing and you're trying to do what they're doing, but it's not aligned with you. And so we get derailed. And when we get derailed, it's sometimes very, very hard to get back on the car and, you know, get on track again. So I think it's really important to take that step back when you're starting to feel that way and recognize that, you know, like if I were trying to follow you, I think our values are very similar, but our personalities are totally different. You're very yeah. high energy. You're, you know, you're prop. Are you an extrovert? Uh, yeah, I am. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> like to totally different personalities yeah. where, so I can't do what you're doing. Yeah. And if I try to do what you're doing, it's going to increase my anxiety because I'm going to feel like I'm failing. I'm going to feel like an imposter and it's going to drag me down. Yeah. Whereas if I stay doing me being the introvert that I am, you know, I can, I can provide value. I can, I can cheerlead for other people. I can tell them all of these nitty gritty, you know, tools and tips and systems and processes for growing a business. But if I try to do it your way, I'm going to exhaust myself and my anxiety level is going to be super high. So it's really important that you start to feel that way. Take a step back. This hustle culture is not God led. First yeah, of all, for I mean, sure, for you know, sure. like, and sometimes you just have to take a step back yeah. and say, okay, Holy Spirit, activate and bring me back to reality because yeah. we all get caught up in this. We yeah. see that, you know, so-and-so is achieving success because they're doing X, Y, Z, but that doesn't mean we have to do X, Y, Z in order for us to have success. Yeah. And I think I've been kind of dealing with this a lot, this conversation, not in the realm of my being an imposter syndrome or being in hustle, but that there's this misalignment or misjudgment of pace. 
And mm-hmm. because of the pace that I can sustain and have sustained for such a duration of time, there's this projection that's happening from other people who feel as if I'm going to burn out because they're projecting on me what their pace is. And they're telling me I need to slow down. And this has been consistent in my life, really all all my life, but I've just been hearing it a lot in the last two years. And I had this amazing conversation just with my husband last night. And he told me, he said, you you cannot allow their sense of comparison, their Mm -hmm. sense, I use the projection where he used comparison, to stagnate you or to get you off track when you've been doing this for years and you have not burned out and you're not overwhelmed and you're enjoying what you're doing and your family is intact and your children are happy and you're doing what is right for you, they're not looking at the pause and the huge break that you took in between being 29 and being 33 and saying yes to what God has on your life right now they're not paying attention to that because they're not thinking of it. They're thinking of you right now and it seems too fast. It seems too good to be true, right? And so it's understanding that everyone's like seeding ground for what they're reaping in their life right now is is different. And that time even of evolution is different. And Mm -hmm. to not project your, your hurt or your inability to do whatever it is. It's not even a time constraint. It's just an energy constraint. I think when you're talking about introvert, even versus extrovert, mm-hmm. massive yeah. conversation just in that. Absolutely. Doesn't mean that my impact is less than yours, by no. the way. It means it's, it's <laughs> done in the way that God would have us do it uniquely. Yes. And I think that's where there needs to not be the cheering on of busy or hustle culture and also not the celebration of you're really good at being still. I think being is an active verb and therefore we need to, we need to activate, but that doesn't mean that we're all running the same race. 100%. I couldn't have said it better myself. And it's funny because people say to me, oh my gosh, what are you doing now? You're always doing something like you're always busy. And, but I'm doing everything I'm doing at my pace. So for me, it doesn't feel like I'm doing so much or all these things because I do it at my pace. And I think, Tamara, we're very similar in this regards that we take care of ourselves from a mental perspective, emotional perspective, our souls and our physical bodies. And when you maintain a healthy lifestyle and a healthy mindset, I think you can keep going at the level that is that God has designed you to move forward at versus letting other people's activity or what they're doing or whatever, you know, what they're saying about you influence you. Yeah. Because I, you know, I don't ever want people to think, Oh, she's just a busybody. She's doing all these things. You know, I'm, I'm doing what I know I've been called to do, but I'm doing it in the way that I know how to do it. That's aligned with, my energy level, my skill set, and the amount of hours that I want to work every single week. Right, right. And right? It's, it's interesting. We have some people on live with us now. One of the gals, Michelle, who's a dear friend and has also been a client in the past. Uh, she's saying that she understands that my perspective and that she's dealt with people telling her that she wasn't doing enough without realizing that she has a different level of energy than others and that she needs more rest than some other people do. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. It was interesting after this past weekend's experience on the third day, because other people were tired, they're like, you need to go home and put your feet up. And I'm like, no, I'm good. Like I was made for this. Do you not understand? Like when you live in your zone of genius, 
you can be at a different caliber of energy, whether your energy is like what Michelle is saying, where she needs more rest or your energy is like vibrant and wild. It doesn't mean that I, I exert more than the introvert who's exerting a ton being on stage or being an experience with someone. They also are exerting a lot. Mm-hmm. So I just love that it's, it ultimately goes back to what you said at the beginning, Robin, about knowing thyself, right? And if we can know who we are, whose we are associated to our individual traits, it allows us to stay in stamina on our own pace connected to God's pace for our life. Yeah, exactly. So talk me through how, because I know with what we got to do a project on together, y'all, she invited me to be a forward on her book. It's been so incredible. And even just having some conversations around where it stemmed from and how you now activate from that place has, how has the book taken traction? It's been a couple of weeks since it came out. What are you looking to do with it as a resource moving forward? Oh, these are such good questions. So, so far the feedback has been incredible. And, you know, there, there's a common thread. Almost everyone that sees a post or has purchased the book says the same thing. This was so needed. And, you know, the, the book is my story. It's, it's a memoir, but then it's also personal development. I share a lot of tools and tips and, you know, for young women to be able to navigate anxiety and do so, so that they can have a joyful, purposeful life and, and be able to experience the things that their peers are experiencing that seems so far away for them at this moment in time. And then to help parents also help their children navigate life with anxiety. And a lot of times, if you're a person who hasn't ever had anxiety, it's really hard to understand anxiety. And it's really hard to understand what you, what your child or your spouse or someone else is going through. And so it's, it's really a a book that helps open the eyes to, you know, what anxiety really, really looks like. It's, it's so much deeper than worry and the palm sweating when you're getting ready to go into a speaking event or something. It's, you know, these what ifs never quiet unless you take action. And I love Tamara, how many times you've said activate in this conversation, because (laughs) my whole motto, you know, the book is you, me and anxiety, take action over anxiety to enjoy being you. And it's that it's the concept of taking action. We can do anything in our lives we want to do that we're called to do if we're willing to take action. And anxiety is the same way. Mental health is the same way. If we just sit and accept that this is who we are and this is how my brain works, we aren't going to be able to navigate it in a positive way. And so it's really important for me for people to realize that, that if you are willing to take action, the sky is the limit. And that's whether you're an entrepreneur, a teen with anxiety or a parent navigating you know, parenting a teen with anxiety. So, um, the book has been very well received. The, um, reviews have been incredible. So I feel so honored that that's the case as far as going forward. I, I am contemplating. And now that we're coming on the the back end of the launch and I feel like I can catch my breath a little bit, I want to do some surveys to my email list and on social media to see would my audience be interested in a membership where we meet once a month and I'll meet with teens, I'll meet with parents and I'll meet with entrepreneurs who have anxiety, but we'll go through like their experiences and I'll be there to be a cheerleader and motivate them and give them tools and tips, you know, beyond the book, but then also have daily affirmations, whether those are 
quotes, whether those are, you know, advice from me, maybe those are scripture verses. So I don't know for sure what that's going to look like. So if your listeners, anybody in the audience has any input on that, I would love to hear it. Um, you're hearing it first. So, but that is kind of where I want to go. And, you know, when I'm working with my coaching clients, that's one thing that we, we tap into is, is mindset. And I just feel it's so important in this world we're living in these times to really focus on what can be versus what is or what was and really taking all of those experiences and using them to move us forward. So I'm not exactly sure from the book perspective where it's all going to go, but there will definitely be another book, um, at least one for entrepreneurs. And then we'll see. Amazing. It's so good. And I love the way that it has like that journal format. It has that ability to really reflect and then apply. And that's that action piece that I think is so critical for anyone to do anything, right? You would have to actually take it and then apply it. Without yes. that, we're missing the point. And even in, as you're talking, I'm thinking through, you know, um, do not be anxious about anything, but by everything through prayer and petition, present your requests to the Lord and it will be given to you. And it's this understanding that there's a, a process of thanksgiving that comes with that, which is yes. really important. Like be in gratitude. I think when we shift our mindset towards that gratitude, towards that thanksgiving, anxiety naturally subsides. It makes mm -hmm. me think of the book, The Gap and the Gain, that I just recently completed. Um, and his element is is the strategic coach. So I would look up, any anyone listening on Instagram, look up the strategic coach and Dr. Benjamin Hardy. And um, I can't think of the other guy's name right this moment. But anyway, the other author, they do a phenomenal conversation. And I really think associated to anxiety, it makes a lot of sense because mm -hmm. I have dealt with anxiety in the past. It's this knowing that when I am in having anxious thoughts or anxious body responses. It was because I was in fear of something unknown. I couldn't control what was going on. And so therefore I would respond in, in overwhelming body shakes and sweat. And it was like, I couldn't even formulate a, a normal, I'll say normal. Um, maybe I should say a calm or a coherent thought in that state. And it would bring me into the panic mode where I would either need to be like comforted, like with literally a huge body hug. Thank you to my amazing husband. Or I would need to get outside and get that sense of fresh air and look to the greater world to say, I'm not being trapped in a box. This is not the only thought transpiring in this moment. And that reality that of my brain is actually not reality at all. It's fictitious. It's false. The most powerful thing you can do to unlock your greatness and step into your next level of abundance is to get in the room with others who have been where you want to be and perhaps are going where you want to go. But oftentimes we can put ourselves in the wrong room based on exterior vantage points, what they wear, where they go, what they do. When we know in our heart of hearts that we should be following people, standing along people who are aligned in true wealth. Stop feeling alone in the journey of growth as a business leader and an entrepreneur who loves God. Stop struggling to find the right answer when it's already been written. Stop giving up on the desires of your heart when God placed them there with intention. Stop standing in this lack mentality when your prosperity is critical for all of us in the kingdom. Come, find a seat at the table at the most impactful faith-driven business conference you will ever experience. 
Alongside ministry-driven marketplace leaders, you will evolve, unlock, and activate your next level. That just sounded like a video game. This is not the meta, okay? This is your IRL, your in-real-life chance to be in the room with some of the greatest kingdom entrepreneurs of our time. Founders, innovators, trailblazers who are God-centered are coming together to grow their business for God's sake. And that's an inside-out job. You will leave this three-day intensive with action plans, new income strategies, fresh mentalities towards business and life integration, and a sense of freedom that will have others magnetized to what you are selling by the way you freshly and uniquely serve. It's happening on November 4th through the 6th, 2022 in Nashville, Tennessee, with a highlight VIP event on November 3rd. There are seats at the table for you, but they will go fast. It's a limited reservation, so get your tickets now at growforgod.com. Again, that's growforgod.com. I cannot wait to hug your neck. I cannot wait to see you there in person. I cannot wait for this energetic room to just light up the world because that's what we're going to do when we leave this conference, but you got to be in the room. IRL, let's go. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. When I was reading everything that you were putting together and I apply that to entrepreneurship, which is, you know, kind of my, my zone of genius, which we have people on here and we'll ask this question on behalf of Kelly next. Um, how can you learn what your zone is? But when I apply it to this specific zone, I recognize so often that it's really the fear of the unknown, the fear of the great abyss, right? That keeps us trapped and anxious about not making the next step correctly or not making the next step at all. It's that getting out of the boat. And it's mm-hmm. that that recognition that when he calls Peter, he doesn't say, what do I bring? Where do I go? Which direction should I go? Should I take off my shoes? Should I keep my shoes on? Should I bring a fishing pole? How far are we going? Should I, br- you know, should I bring a snack? None of that happens. No. <laughs> That's not the way God goes. works, right? Mm-hmm. And so anxiety often finds itself for me now because I have learned to deal with it in the natural, but I will find myself in anxious thought pattern through nightmare. Um, and, and it's often when I'm sleeping. And so it's very interesting. And I've had awesome therapists who has helped me like rewrite my nightmare narrative. And I think if we could do the same thing in our waking hours, it helps with anxiety a lot, like re rewrite the narrative of mm-hmm. the lie or what feels very real. doesn't feel like a lie when you're in the state of right. anxiety, but rewrite it to see if we can stand in the gain mentality, that generosity mentality, that Thanksgiving mentality, that gratitude. It, it really does change a lot. Oh my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. So, you know, and when we're talking about doing this in real time, live time, it's my five C's method of journaling is what I use. And it's, it's really quite simple when you think about it. However, when you are in a moment of anxiety, it can be hard. And so it takes practice. It takes that action to be able to continue it and to help 
you know, to allow it to help you to navigate, but it's catch those thoughts that are occurring, whether they are just negative thoughts that are spiraling out of control, whether they are anxious thoughts, whatever those thoughts are that are holding you back in that place of fear or preventing you from moving forward for, for preventing you from experiencing something joyful or exciting because that fear or that anxiety is just keeping you stuck, right? You feel like you're in that mud and mire and you just can't move forward. So being able to catch those thoughts and then being able to challenge those thoughts, is this realistic? Um, you know, it would my best friend be having these same thoughts I'm having or are these rational at all? Because a lot of times these anxious thoughts, like you just mentioned, are not rational. They're not realistic. And they're they're really, if you if you stop and think about them, pretty far fetched sometimes. And, you know, the, this, these are those what if thoughts that can really spiral out of control, because once you have one what if it can lead to a second, a third, a hundredth what ifs. And so to be able to catch and then challenge those thoughts and then change them. The more you can change those thoughts from an anxious negative thought to a positive thought and really evaluate the situation and look at, okay, this is much more likely to happen, then you you can change those those thoughts and then you start to control your thoughts more. The more we control our thoughts, what happens? The more confident we become in our ability to make decisions going forward. So when those choices come up that those what if thoughts are holding us back from, we can actually be confident in our ability to make a decision about whatever that situation is that we're going forward with. You know, it's kind of like, you know, you you speak so eloquently and you do so much speaking from the stage. And for me, that's been something that I've had to overcome, that anxiety of public speaking. And so it's kind of like, you know, if, if that's my situation, I'm going to go and and speak. I could have those thoughts of what if I fall? What if they don't like me? What if nobody claps? What if nobody smiles? What if, what if they hate me? What if they judge me? What if I say the, the wrong thing in the wrong order? And, you know, being able to catch those thoughts and say, only you have the knowledge that God's given you to be able to share. You were asked to come here because you have something to share. You have a gift to give. You have something to offer. So flipping the switch on that conversation inside your head becomes really, really critical. And then gratitude is a whole huge component to all of this. And there's a whole chapter in the book on gratitude and the Philippians four, six, seven. And then if you throw in eight where, you know, think of, oh, and I'm not, I'm going to totally butcher the, the verse, but you know, if it is, if it is good, if it is beautiful, if it is positive, whatever, you know, think of those things. So really taking that first phrase of do not be anxious, but with everything, give thanks and then go down to think these positive things. I think we can, you know, we have the lesson just like my five C's that has been given to us in scripture. So they kind of go hand in hand. That's and good. the, um, you know, the person that asked about how do you find your zone? Yeah. I, I love that question. And the one thing that I always say is if you sit down and I'm a total geek, both my right and left sides of my brain work equally. So I love a good equation and I love a good, you know, whatever piece of water paint session. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but when you, when you sit down, make a list of your, make three lists, one of your values, one of your visions, and one of your passions. And when you make that list somewhere in that, the list of three things, there's going to be overlap. What, what is that? 
and 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 how does it make you feel when you recognize what that is because a lot of times where those three things overlap that is where your purpose lies that's where your zone of genius is going to be that's where you're going to be able to make the most impact and yet feel fulfilled love this you guys practical tangible kelly i know you're getting a paper and pen out right now doing that practice uh it, it really parallels with with one of my methodologies which is the pain to passion transformation zone which is writing down all of your passions writing down all of your pains and then actually looking at where was the transformation what happened between the pain and the passion and how can you extract that and teach from it? How can you extract that and live from it? Because that's really what the people around you need. That's yeah. why you're here. That's why you went through the fire. That's why you're the phoenix rising from the ashes. Um, Kelly asks again, what are the three? It's writing down your values, your visions, and your passions. And I think building a business out of those three places is fundamentally like a game changer for your success. Mm -hmm. Because if travel, which is one of my family's root travel, you can see that from the way that we live our lives. Mm -hmm. And people are, you're always on the move. I'm like, I know there's more to see. There's more places to yeah. go. There's more, you know, nations to touch. And so understanding that that's a root value of my husband and I, we then infuse that into our plan. If I didn't like to travel, if I was afraid or just really didn't like leaving my, the comfort of my own home or getting on an airplane, for instance, you probably wouldn't see me do it because it's not something I value. I would just speak mm -hmm. through the lens like everybody else who's doing right now. But I'm like, get me out of here. Take me somewhere vibrant, <laughs> somewhere new, right? And yes. so there's, there is such importance in knowing your value, knowing how you can then walk out your values in a day-to-day -day life. And then the vision piece, I think, is really critical because that really allows God to show up in the midst of it. Is yeah. What is he put into your spirit that's not yet come to fruition? What's yeah. the promise of God that you're holding on to for what will be? This morning, I was hanging out in Mark. Um, and, and in this specific realm, it was talking about the fig tree. And mm -hmm. it was not something I had really taken note of at any point because it's in passing to talking about Jesus going to the cross. And he goes up to this fig tree and he was like, you know, preparing to go eat a fig because there was leaves on it. And he goes in and he's searching for the fig and there's no fig. And he says, and at this moment, like the, the tree can be withered. Like you are no longer needed. Just dwindle down. I don't want anybody to even know that you exist. Basically, there was this false reality. There is, if you look at it from an anxiety perspective, there was this vision that what was there was healthy and good. And how many people are living their lives like that, especially from a social media take of like, everything is happy, hunky-dory. Everything is moving supersonic. And here is my fig tree. And yet I have no actual fruit. I have no actual fruit to bear. And that is exactly what was happening in that moment. And so to recognize that like my prayer as you listen to this show today is that you're really doing the inside work so that those figs, so whatever that is specific fruit is that is curated for you in your life, when people come to you, they come and they have an element of sustenance and not a false reality or somebody who is anxiety ridden first. Anxiety might be associated to who you are in some element, but it's not who you are in an identity. It's just something that you're working through. It's something that you're dealing with. And so I believe that Robin and this, these resources and even your coaching programs are an amazing way for us to be able to have tools to say yes and to bear fruit. Yeah. And you know, Tamara, something you just said too is, you know, there's no shame in having anxiety. 
Yes, There's no shame yes. in having depression. The yes. reality is it could be it could be triggered from genetics. It could be triggered from environmental factors, traumatic incidents that occurred throughout your life. Um, you know, there's and there it's really important. And this is something I'm very passionate about is to be able to give yourself grace that, you know, this is who you are and it's OK to be you like you are, you, you were created the, and, you know, God created you in his image. And so it's really important to remember that this isn't a fault of yours. This is something that you have and, and it's something you're going to experience, but you can navigate it and you can give yourself that just little bit of kindness and grace to accept it and just take action to navigate it because the reality is those of us who ha- are genetically predisposed to anxiety and then had environmental factors on top of it, yes. it's really hard to overcome it, but we can navigate it. And I think that is the key. Like give yourself that grace to realize like it may never go away completely. You may always see yourself yeah. this way and you may always be frustrated, but you can transfer that energy to grace, to gratitude as to all of the other things that you have that are so incredibly remarkable and wonderful, and then take the action to navigate it in a positive way. And you use these gifts, you know, like yeah. it, it's so cool when, when I'm, when I'm coaching someone and, and they have anxiety, they are so afraid to do something. And, you know, I'm telling them like, oh my gosh, you could have clients this week because we set this up. And then we meet the next week and they're like, how did, how did you do? Did you put yourself out there? Did any, you know, and, <laughs> and they're like, no, <laughs> no, you know, and I'm like, why not? You know, yes. like, you know, it's just, but it's so funny how so many of us have these same feelings, these yeah. same emotions, but either they've never been diagnosed as anxiety or it's just yeah. fear settling in because of all the comparison we see online. So yep. It's so yeah. true. And I, I do, I love that element of shame. And it's so funny that it's connected to my mission so much, what we've talked about this whole time, the mission of Fit and Faith Media, the, the mission of Tamara Andress is to obliterate shame and activate purpose. And I think that's really what this show has been about this entire thing. And so understanding that we are not just one entity doing that. There's two of us out there. There's three of us out there. There's four of us out there. I know there's people listening here who are rooting on and activated in that realm. And so I just know God is in the midst of rising up an army of activators. And we're not in the, we're not in the job of casting shame. We're in the job of obliterating it in the process. And so you, me and anxiety, we can live with it, but we are not owned by it. And so Robin, I'm grateful to you. I hope that people come to hang out. Um, you're most popular, most hanging out on Instagram or Facebook these days. Instagram. Okay. <laughs> me too. Me too. Instagram. And then of course she mentioned the Robin Graham show. You guys got to check out her podcast as well and make sure you get your hands on her new books. It's not just one, by the way, it's a multitude. It's yes. Mm-hmm. It's three different books. So make sure you get the whole kit and caboodle. There it is. And it's so pretty with the carousel. And there's this whole carousel analogy that makes me so happy. Uh, Robin, are there any final words for anyone listening that you want to give to them? Oh, gosh. You know what? I'm going to say that I'm going to leave you with another equation. How about that? I'm going to leave you with faith plus action plus grace equals hope. Yes. Mic drop. Bye, (laughs) y'all.
Hey y'all, it's me again. Before you go, let's solidify the flame that was ignited within you today by sharing the spark with your own community. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually, I would love for you to take the step right now by declaring your takeaway. Snap a pic of the episode and share it on your stories or posts, and you can tag me and the guest, and we will surely feature you on our Instas. Hey, you may even unlock a new accountability buddy in me or them. We're totally in this together, and we appreciate the extra step taken. I would be so grateful if you even took the extra step. Come on, give me that extra sauce and leave a review on iTunes for the podcast listening app that is of your choice. I'm going to be featuring your thoughts and facts, and it's going to be so fun in upcoming episodes. So you'll not only hear your name on the show, but maybe even your passion project or whatever big shout out you want me to make. So please, as a fellow writer, leave some words that I can attest to, and I can't wait to read what you have to say. Thanks again for being a loyal listener, and I hope to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting. And I say we because the Fit and Fake team could not do this without you. Until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the Fit and Faith Way. Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a theology and apologetics podcast. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.